0: So, my name is Rob Johnston. I am a 27-year-old photographer, designer, uh, creative-type character. So, I started my podcast, Meet the Creatives. It's to bridge the gap between entry-level creatives and people that are just starting in their journeys. And as the the podcast has progressed, I've kind of learned that people are starting their journey at every age, uh, which is really incredible here we are what is now two and a half almost three years later and uh i'm doing you know finally doing some legit shit took a long time anyway so tonight i have a very special guest i'm going to keep this very brief this is the reason i started this podcast it's for people like me who kind of didn't have any direction and needed somewhere to go and they were just kicked out of their sixth freelance job in a row and they did that thing where they're like oh it's two weeks and you know, you can work here. And after two weeks, we'll see, we'll extend now. Yeah, yeah, super optimistic. Just stay positive, bro. And then the one second, they pull you into their office, and they're like, how are you doing? How do you think this is going? Which, by the way, if you're new to the industry, that means you're getting fired, like, for real, for real. Right? Yeah, you guys are laughing because it's fucking true. That's why we're all here tonight paying $35 to get woke, hanging out with John Contino. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you guys... Uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of realizing that this is a very, very long game, uh, and it's a difficult one. It's certainly not easy. We all come here in front like, yeah, bro, what's up? I'm doing, making moves, I'm making moves, but really it's a difficult journey for all of us. Uh, that's what I want to do. I want to kind of shrink the barrier between the best in the industry like John and Jeanette and, and Roxy and Phoebe and people like myself who are just kind of figuring it out and piecing it all together. So. Uh, I think I'm gonna stop right here. This feels, intuitively, this feels right. I'm gonna stop right here. And I'm gonna invite my guest up. Jeanette, Meow. let's do it. Come on up, girl. Yeah! Make some noise for Jeanette, people! Yeah. Chris with the good income music. Up top, girl. So, Jeanette, welcome to Meet the Creatives. Give it up for Jeanette. All right, Jeanette, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank, thank you for you being here. Thank you for having in. me. Yeah, uh, so let's get right into it. Tell me about yourself, uh, what you do, where it all started, and we'll go from there.
1: I think this is the hardest part, doing the bio. <laughs> I wasn't Googling myself. I know it sounds horrible, but like other people say it better than I do. I guess I'm a designer. Um, I'm also an illustrator. Um, but I'll probably hop on any creative project that comes my way that seems interesting to me. So um, in the past few years, I guess I've also been known for my lettering work.
0: So the purpose of this podcast is to bridge the gap between entry-level people, people just coming in and literally have no idea where to start. For me... Being in that tactile space was always kind of like difficult. Could you explain to me like your, your journey to kind of getting to where you are now, and kind of what did you start with? Was it like pencil, and then it kind of grew into other things? Because now you're doing like murals, like Roxy and Phoebe. Give it up for Roxy and Phoebe back there. What up, what up? So how did it start? How did you kind of get into it, and how did you know that, that, that art was kind of the thing?
1: Um, well, first off, since I'm talking now, I just want to say that John Guantino, um This is, like, there's, like, a pre-Instagram and a post-Instagram. There's, like, a when you had to make an effort to find out who you admired or what work you had to...
0: It wasn't just, like, brought to your attention. Right. Like, there's, like,
1: this infuriating thing about the fact that, like, I don't even want to tag my idols, like, in my, um, my IG stories or whatever because it's, like, it's too easy for you. Like, I don't want it to be that you just click on someone's, like... Instagram handle and then you maybe scroll through for two seconds and you're like, cool, like, you know, like maybe follow, maybe not. Like, for me, it was like if I saw someone's work and I was like, whoa, like, this could spark something, I went to the library. (laughs) Like, not to be like, like the grandma on the porch, but I'm just, all I'm saying is that in the context of everything, like, it's an honor to, to follow John Cantino. So I just wanted, just wanted to put that out there first. Um, yeah. But yeah, like in response to what you just asked, I think um, for me it's been like there's a balance between um, keeping... Staying loyal to like the goals that I had at the outset of what I wanted to do, which is like pretty young. I, st- I knew I wanted to do design and art like since I was pretty young. But at the same time, like it's where we live in an age where things like turn over and change so quickly that like it's like balancing those two things. Like what do I want to stay true to, but then also what I want to be like intuitive and smart about like when things change, like when Instagram pops up, and then you have to like be like, oh, I'm like people even know what lettering is. And like people who aren't typographers might be interested in what typography is. What does that mean for what work I want to put out? But At the same time, I've wanted to do design for so long that I don't want to like fall into just like, okay, hey, cool, cool, so I'll take this sponsorship and I'll do this campaign or whatever. And I hashtag add like, and then just like lose sight of like what I what I started out wanting to do. So yeah. where I am now is totally a product of like, like being like, okay, who was that kid that was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm gonna like put my whole life into trying. Um, and then also being like appreciative of what like this new thing called social media can do for people who are creating art. Right,
0: kind of like what utility can come from it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen social media, like has it been able to like, to help scale your work though? Like using Instagram and platforms like Instagram, Facebook you know dribble obviously things like that they can kind of help propel a designer further how did how did you originally get on people's radars
1: i use social media to reach out but at the same time like i'm i'm so like i remember too clearly like how hard it was to kind of stand out in a sea of people when like numbers had nothing to do with it and it really was just like by chance like if if someone clicked on your portfolio or not like, and if they did, if they liked it and there was no like cushion of like, you know, these days I think someone might look at your portfolio or your Instagram and be like, I think I like it, but wow, they have like 200K. Like, right. that must mean, that must mean They'll something. They'll never get back to
0: me, right? Outside right, right.
1: of what I personally think already. So, yeah. like, I feel like that's like something I never want to let go of. That's like my like grandma moment where I'm like, where
0: I'm, like <laughs> you
1: know, like. I'm like, from the
0: old school. I don't do yeah, this.
1: I'm, like, looking out from, like, my porch, like, being, like, you like, I don't want you to like me, like, for numbers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. At the same time, like, we have to be honest about how people find each other these days, and I know for a fact, like, because I've talked to my recruiter at Nike, the the girl who reached out to me, that... She
0: just called you, and she was, like, we have this ball-and-ass job at Nike.
1: Yeah, and, and... to be completely frank, like she found me because I was like Insta buddies, we had never met with this other dude on Instagram and um, we both did lettering but I guess we we probably showed that we had like an eye for design stuff outside of just lettering. Um, and. I think like like he got hired by Nike. I this is my theory. I didn't want to ask her like to. I didn't want to know to be honest. Like but like but like part of me was just like you were like you know in Toy
0: Story where they like they choose them. It's like I've been chosen and you just get like sucked out of it. It's like we're going to Nike. Goodbye to all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I think it happens. (laughs)
1: Like, Like cool thanks but like also like uh, like i've (laughs) like put so much real work into it that i don't want to be like whatever you just happen to claw up like at that moment but then that's
0: not what i was implying
1: but you're (laughs) right though like that's really how it works like at times when like especially in this day and age when it's like uh, like whatever like five like 50k like
0: yeah because you kind of just like buy it right you just kind of do that well it's weird um because one of the things I realized in my journey thus far, and it's been, it's been interesting, going from kind of like a, a half into a designer, not really caring about it, and then one day being in school, seeing John Contino, and Huge, and Pentagram, and Michael Bay and like, wow. I thought I could do that so quickly. And I have realized recently that it's very much so like a long game. And it's kind of just like a, it compounds like little by little. Each time it just gets closer and closer. Yeah, totally. yeah, like
1: there is like I don't know if it's like actually quoted from him, but or if I just saw him tweet this. But this designer Tad Carpenter like tweeted once. That's yeah. um, what I reference now. Tweets um, was like the harder the harder I work, the luckier I get. So like yeah, yeah, I'm super lucky. I don't think anybody that's successful can say that they're not they haven't had luck. But at the same time, like I can own the the, the luck that I've had because. Like, I haven't been sitting back hoping
0: for a Right, time you're kind of like putting time. yourself in there. One of the things that I've talked about on the podcast is, is that, like, you know, people um, will talk about the journey and they'll talk about, you know, how do I do a resume? How do I get my resume to this place? Or how do I get a job at Google? Or what kinds of things can put me on a path to work at a place like Nike? But I feel like so much of that is kind of, like, mindset. And I feel like for me, when things really started to click was when I started to believe that I was capable of doing great things, or that I, I was worthy of doing that kind of thing. So, did you ever have like a shift in your mindset, and did like, did you ever have a time where you were kind of down, and then realized just by like a, a shift in your thinking, you were able to accomplish more?
1: Well, I think it would be like I kind of want to feel like that forever, because I I think it'd be boring if you were just like you just looked at everything like, like in your line of sight, and were like. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that too. I could do that too. Then what are you gonna do? Like, I feel like the, like every step has been like, I really don't know if I can't do that, but like I really want to see me do that. Like so, right. like maybe that's why like my work is so varied. Like I don't know how to explain myself or like why I've worked like in so many verticals in design, but that's because I'll see something and I'm just like. I really don't know. I don't say that out loud, but I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know how to approach so like, it. Like, can you do
0: it? Yeah, you it's a hard three, yes for me, like can can you from do the, it? yes or no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When the client yeah. asks me, I'm like, yeah, like obviously. I'm gonna crush it. I'm gonna crush it. I can yeah. do that. Like, but then I'm like, oh, home. I'm like, how do I do that? Like, googling it, and that's like, I feel like that's like what, like, if I have a goal in life, is to like just continue having moments like that where I'm just like have this secret like deno you know, like, but then. Yeah work towards
0: it yeah did you ever have a time where like you kind of failed and you kind of like rose up from that or you had like a first job that you like literally told everyone about or
1: i feel like this every day yeah (laughs) i feel like the whole point is like to fail and like rise up but just like in different ways like probably like the most concentrated time where i felt like that was when i was at nike because um if anybody knows someone who works at nike or whatever like it's from my like perspective, it was like in design. It's you're just it surrounded by design celebrities like every day. Yeah. So it's Tinker you,
0: Hatfield just like walks down the right. Hallway so it's like, like one like, thing to be like, like okay, I'm
1: one of you, yeah. And then it's another to be like, okay, like everybody already assumes you're like a design celebrity like in some way or another, like. And it's it's so it's a different thing to like live up to like yourself like every day like you're just doing work like and it's a corporation and like it, it's you you have a certain like idea of what that's gonna be like and yeah like I I got to a point where I was just like okay I understand the grind now I understand what I have to do every day and I feel confident about my job but still like you have to live up to yourself every day and like that's something that like definitely was the biggest challenge for me I think like kind of ongoing was to to look at where I was and keep feeling like I deserve to be there
0: when you're in that position like and you're somewhere where you're not where you feel a bit over your head like when you're seeking out mentorship like what are you looking for
1: yeah you you seek out people that maybe just literally are chill (laughs) like to be honest like and still like in in freelance now like I'm I'm all about, like, the hustle, and, like...
0: Hustle and son.
1: I know, it tastes bad, like, saying that word, like, too much. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, but it's, like, I seek out the people that have gone to a place where they're chill about what they're doing and yet are killing it. Like, I feel like that's, like, the, the biggest sign of someone who understands the big picture, if that makes sense. Because these things that we hustle for, like, should be should feel natural, and you should understand why you're doing it, and not just like, "Oh, I'm more skilled than I was last year." It's more like I want to be more cognizant of what I'm doing year after year. If right, that makes right.
0: Sense. Like g- kind of like going towards like a, a like a north star kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah for sure. sure.
0: That's amazing. I love that. Uh, so we're gonna open it up to Q and A. I'm gonna do like one or two more questions. So if you guys have questions, you were talking about kind of like the no- the notion of experimenting and kind of like trying new things and kind of like always going into areas where you might feel like uncomfortable and uh, we kind of talked about that tonight. You're now freelancing and kind of taking on your own projects, but what do you intend to do in the future and um, do you ever kind of find yourself like wanting to explore like new areas or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think for sure. I think I moved to New York um, with- That's a big move. I moved to New York a a year ago, um, almost exactly. Um, And I kind of elected to leave my full-time job at Nike to freelance in New York. And so, like, you kind of have to have an idea of, like, what I want to see myself do a year from now. And, like, one of my big things was at Nike we design um, two years ahead of time. And, like, cool, okay, like, we're the future. But, like, (laughs) like, you're working so hard and... You're thinking about this thing that, like, you hope will exist. Like, it's like, like, I hope this will be cool, like, in two years, I think. kind
0: of, like, guessing, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and that's great. You're supposed to be, like, on the offensive all the time. But then you make this thing. You make hundreds of things. And then you're just, like, you, like, (laughs) it goes nowhere like you don't see it like for forever like i'm still seeing my how much work of like, it though? like
0: out of everything you make like out of a percentage wise how much of it actually goes to market because i know you talked about that in the podcast with roxy and phoebe about like what goes to market and like what you actually like seeing the actual product in a store seeing something like go to market but how often in a place like that does it like not happen
1: like a lot and very little so that says a lot about what we're actually, like, I'm actually proposing. Right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Like, if I go to a Nike store right. right now, I can, like, very easily point out, like, all this stuff, like, on the third floor of Nike Soho that I was like, that's me. But yeah. then, like...
0: That was me, son. Put but then, on But then, like,
1: I say it with such bitterness. Like, anybody that's ever been with me to the Nike store, like, I'm not like, Ew, like, that's, like, this is 100% of my work. Like, I'm literally, like, like, yeah, that made it, but I don't know why. Like like what about the other thing that like i thought was like so cool like like that didn't make it and that like got lost with it like there's so many places where that can get lost and like i can't talk to those people i can't control it i can't like call them and be ask them why um i can't persuade them to put it on the shelves but it's just like like you, there's a lot of just like i see it of as i see it as a black hole like you're just like a lot of like <laughs> like, you know, like speak your
0: truth, son. Do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is really like counterintuitive. Yeah. Counterintuitive as a designer, because you're like, as, I think designer versus artist is like where I can look at you and be like, what do you need? Um, what is your what do you what's your vibe, and how do I cater to it, and how can I like just fully be like, this is for you. Right,
0: right.
1: But then like in that environment, it's like there's so many screens in between us that. I lose touch. So.
0: Is that why you went more? Because I kind of had that same experience too, where you kind of just like feel like you're just a cog in a wheel. And I think that for uh, entry level creatives can be kind of difficult. Has it been different coming to New York and being able to kind of have a, a bit more say, or is that just kind of part of the design process that it takes some getting used to?
1: I mean, I think you're always going to have to like, honestly, like kind of humble yourself as a designer. Like it's not especially in New York. Like, yeah. they're
0: you get humbled real quick. Like Austin coming, man. Uh,
1: Sorry. Um.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a long road. Lots of crying on the train. So go ahead. Um. He's a good looking kid, though. I think I'll be (laughs) all right.
1: Like, no matter how good you are, and I can only say this from my perspective, I don't know how good I am, but like I'm always going to be like the poor man's version of somebody. Like, to someone else. Like, And you have to expect that. For me, it's like New York is definitely super humbling, like in that way. But I think in a way that's very like real. Um, it would be crazy to go from like that corporate environment where, like you said, like maybe a lot of like design celebrities are just kind of celebrities, right. are like um, just working the cog or whatever. To just being like whatever job I get, I get, and that's for certain. It's not right. so.
0: Yeah, but kind of like finding fulfillment and finding happiness in that uncertainty. I think is really important too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like like I remember like sometimes like feeling kind of small, but also there's kind of a beauty in being small because it's like you have that much more to prove. like even like with this podcast, for example. I literally like when I started this podcast, I I didn't think that anyone would listen, and then it was like twenty people, and it was like thirty people. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm here with Jeanette, Leo, and we're doing it, crushing it. And I told them silly. to say I like that. All right, give it up for Jeanette one time. Can we turn this mic up right here? All right, uh, we're gonna go to the, the audience. So raise your hand if you have a question. All right, right there. First, right out of the gate.
1: What's the most difficult part about your questioning to Oh no. This is where I worry about my audience because, like, I don't know, I can spin it like a couple of ways. I mean, so it's not about the place. I think it's like about your timing. Like, it's always like, Like, I'm always going to feel very West Coast compared to wherever else I am. Like, I'm going to feel very Californian compared to wherever else I am. Even when I moved to Portland from California, like, all the Californians on our floor got sick first, like, when it rained. So, (laughs) (laughs) like...
0: You were the strong one. I know.
1: Like, spotlight on you, like, you don't belong here. And I feel like that here, too. Um, but I think like New York is perfect for me now, like because like I've had I've had kind of like I've, I was raised in the Bay Area, I went to school in San Diego, I lived in L. A. and worked there for a, lo- a while, um, and I felt really comfortable. And to be honest, I was really comfortable, like I was really confident that I would be able to get the jobs that I wanted to get. To be frank, and I was kind of bored. Like I feel like in New York, like I don't know, and I love that because at this moment, I do not have kids, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm married, like, <laughs> I don't know if this, like, sorry, like to me, that says, like, I'm, like, I gotta just figure it out, so I feel like, for me, that's, like, New York is a perfect place to be right now,
0: yeah. but that winter is coming, and you're about to go back to the I West Coast.
1: <laughs> I moved in like May of last year, and the first thing anybody said to me was like, you know, winter is coming. <laughs> like, what?
0: And we ain't talking about Game of Thrones. Is that Game of Thrones, right? I was sure. Sorry. I'm very uncultured. Lo siento. Yeah. All right, who's next? All right, I saw you first. Undeniably, I saw you first, so you're first. All right, go ahead.
1: That's a good question. Um, I think um, there's always been this comparison that's been raised, like for me in terms of like, what's better to be a specialist or a generalist? And the answer, like most often, and from just me observing people, is to be a specialist. Um, People know exactly what to hire you for. Um, You know what to hone in on your skills so you stay focused. But um, like the truth of it is that I, I don't, I don't vibe with that. Like for me personally, like I use specialists um, when I need them um, for whatever I need to make, but I would like to continue to live life as a generalist. So like what I choose to dedicate my time to kind of like year by year is kind of my effort to take what's good um, about being a specialist um, in my generalist life um, and at least focus for a while and be like whatever, like master of that trade for that time, that I can be um, for that time being, and then kind of like exhaust it, and yeah, yeah. so. Because
0: you could always kind of like, one of the things I've realized, you could always kind of like put it, you know, and we were talking earlier about like utilizing tools, uh, and the utility that can come from those tools, like Instagram and Facebook. Like you can use those tools, to showcase like what it is that you want to do. I think that's one of the things I always hear about on my podcast. It's like just show what you want to do. Yeah. Like if you were a UX designer and now and we've talked about this, like, you know, you can just showcase the work that you want to do and then apply for those jobs. And it's a very unique time because it's like you don't have to Kind of go digging for it. You can kind of just broadcast. It's hey, so crazy. now I'm a photographer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy that it's you can just do really, that. Yeah. Like I'm in denial of that sometimes. <laughs> like just because I, I don't know. But like, yeah, like to be honest, like if I post like, I hate that this happens, but it happens. So I guess I should take advantage of it. But like you can, if I post like a picture of me like muraling, like literally in my inbox, like. By the next morning, it's like, why don't you do this mural? Why don't you do this mural? And like, that person probably had no idea I did murals like the day before. Um, it could be from a mural from like a year before or whatever. So it's like, yes, like, of just course, I have love, to, yeah. to be honest and like, y- people have to already be watching you like to some extent for that to happen. But it can happen. So I guess if that's like a motivation, it's just gotta factor, be out there. To, like, yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy.
0: I love that. That makes me insanely optimistic. I'm excited now. <laughs> no I'm gonna be up either. till 4 a.m. Screw no. beer. I'm <laughs> drinking coffee and going straight home. All right, we'll who's up that. next? Questions, questions. Right back there.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. Thank you for asking that. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, um, so I've always been freelancing even throughout my full time job. So when I lived in, um, you don't have to know where I was like all the time. But when I was live in L. A. Like, always <laughs> <laughs> <Area laughs> like, hey, you don't need to know about me. Um, when I was in L. A. Like, I was full time freelance and I was like, the like, the most unlikable, scrappiest person. Like, I can (laughs) see myself from a third-person point of view, and I was unlikable. Like, I was... I doubt that, I doubt that. I was, like, going physically to everything that I was interested in, like, and just being, like, it's... It works, though, enough, you know? Like, and, like, sometimes I might do a search on my Gmail for, like, a random word, and then, like, an email from, like, 2013 pops up, and that's, like, when I contacted, like, X company and, like, being, like, hey, I do this. Like, I saw that you do that. And, like, we could work together. I think it would be really great.
0: It's <laughs> or, like, like in, like, Good Burger when he's, like,
1: I need this job. Yeah, that's but you. I was also, like, really, like, <laughs> because I'm, like, Asian-American upbringing, I was also really, like like, diminutive. Like, I was very, like, I am a young designer. I don't know anything, but I think I could learn a lot from you. <laughs> and, like, but, like, it would be this, like, this like sappy email and then I would show up at their door like Best yeah absolutely like I don't think anybody should expect like I don't know like I don't know how people are going about it but like to, to somehow rack up the numbers however you rack up the numbers and then just be like okay come find me like no like and every time I go back to that place of when I was freelancing full-time I'm reminded of that like how like I was like oh my gosh I went to that place and I went to that place and then like I just went and like if you just look somebody in the eye and are like I ca- I care about what th- I'm laughing because there's like these times where I was really drunk <laughs> um and yeah I got
0: drunk too it's okay. <laughs> Sorry,
1: and the truth comes out like what you w- well, for me I don't know for you like it's different for everyone but like like and there are times apparently I don't know I blacked out and like I <laughs> like would go up to people and just be like apparently okay I don't remember this like and I would be like like, I'm serious about graphic design. I swear. Like, and I was, I, I'm. So looking for
0: in the interview. Come on.
1: <laughs> I was like 16, 17, and I would be like, hi, like, what's your name? What do you do? I'm serious about graphic design. What, like, how can we work together? I don't care. Give me a call when you have time to think about it. Like, and I would be like, we'll
0: work for free. I don't remember
1: P.S. this. Like, but I, <laughs> I would get. Uh, calls like the day I'm not saying to do this it's just like it was just very real for me like get I would, would get calls drunk. like the day after and they would be like uh, hi are you serious about graphic design like and I'm like
0: <laughs> who's this
1: <laughs> I'm like oh no what happened again <laughs> so no the point is like yeah get blackout
0: drunk and, and do it
1: <laughs> like let it kind of like leak out from your pores like how much you 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 care because to be frank, like there is like a lot of beca- just because of the environment now, in a different way than before, there are a lot of people who will want to take the shortcuts, and so like you know you're not someone who want to take who wants to take shortcuts. So don't look like it. Like just don't be afraid to like, like just
0: <laughs> share your truth just tell yeah, them. Yourself. It's yeah, it's
1: true. I wasn't saying like I'm the best graphic designer you'll ever encounter. I was I was just saying like hey, I really care.
0: Like <laughs> yeah. I care, man. Okay. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. There, there's something to be said, I think, that, and one of the things that I've thought about a lot, like, and learned from this podcast and I want to talk to you is that, like, there's something to be said for authenticity. So, like, you know, when I met, like, when I reached out to John Contino originally, it was authentic. I'm in school and I don't know shit, bro. Your work looks awesome. Peace. <laughs> Rob Johnson. That was it. And we did a live event in the, Sound View and, uh, the Hamptons, and now we're doing one tonight, and then we worked together, and then, Things come to fruition, but uh, if, if you're kind of just like elevator pictures and weird, creepy things like that, they're hard to <laughs> interpret. But but when you get them, you're like, oh, I used to do this.
1: You forget I used to that get people get are people. Thing, right? Like when yeah. they just have like a handle and like a few thumbnails. Like you forget. It's natural. It's human. Yeah. We all forget that people are people. You're just another like box I might click into, might not, I don't know. Like, right. right. And, and so we're all just
0: very vulnerable and so shaky and barely making it through. Even, even <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, it
1: doesn't hurt to remind someone that you're a person.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I love that. All right. Uh, Chris, we, do a, we got time for one more. How are we doing for that time? Keep going. Okay, we got more time. Who's up? Anybody? Bueller. There you go. Earlier, you said something about realizing that you do it. Have you ever yourself into the. Yes.
1: Okay. Dirty laundry. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, yeah, there will be times where you sacrifice your health and well-being, like, just to, like, like, you're, like, killing yourself. And then when you meet up with your client, you're, like, 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 oh, that was so easy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, there will be those times. And there will be times where you show up and you're all scraggly and you're just, like, I can't do it. Like honestly, like there's been a couple of times I remember. The last time that happened was for my mural in Times Square. I was like, I was, um, I was just on a random trip in Europe, like at the time, and I just had to design this mural in Times Square. Like I just moved to New York, and I was like, what? I get to like I wanted to do murals in New York, and then I get to do one in Times Square. Like it was, it's the perfect combination of like a golden opportunity paired with like I'm actually not sure if I can do this. Like, so of course I have to do it. And um, I had like a one and a half day window after I got off my flight to go into the studio and paint this mural in this space that was like impossible. Like it was like, they had built out like a set um, that they were gonna move into the middle of Times Square. Um, But it was like in the space where like you could only move horizontally, like and so, like, I couldn't even see what it would look was just like. Just thinking
0: about that, oh my god. Yeah,
1: I mean, I like small spaces to be honest. So I was very cozy. However, for muraling, it was very unwise. So it was just like I, it was like up, at, like right in front of my face, and I was supposed to make it look good from like any amount of yards away. So I struggled, and they saw it. I <laughs> was. I had to employ people like that I wasn't supposed to employ for the job. Um, I had to make a lot less money than I was supposed to make for such a big project. Um, but I think about that project every time I do a, um, a big mural, actually, because like I know exactly what went wrong now. Like in ter- well, not what went wrong, but like what could have alleviated like a very like unfortunate, just like unideal, like. Mural situation. So did you feel
0: like they they didn't put you in like the right place, sort of thing, or like like do you feel like it was just kind of like the circumstances, or do you feel like you put you were just like w- it's over your head, period?
1: Um, I mean, I'll never blame the circumstances. I feel like part of it is it's my job to understand the circumstances. Right, like totally. It's, I, I, there's some questions I didn't ask before that I should have. They just said here's a studio. You're gonna go in there. And Am I working in two. a closet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I asked that now. Actually, I yeah. like like
0: outside inside the
1: horizontal clearance like is like one of the biggest questions i ask first can i see like like clearance the horizontal clearance oh yeah yeah. vertical clearance but it's also like will i be able to see the wall that i'm working on just like i and then I, i know it's a dumb question so yeah like it's like i ask a lot of like very specific questions now but like thank god i'll never have to do that you know like go through that again and and Honestly, the answer from the clients always just a laugh and be like, I'm glad we don't have to deal with that, too.
0: Cool. Uh, more questions. Mike Abantillo, you ain't got no questions, son? Give me that Long Island accent. Give me it, son. So you mentioned that you do a specialist or a generalist. How do you pick a specialist when you're, like, being helpful? That's a great question, considering how drunk you are. That's awesome, man. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Context is everything. Right, um, it's just synced and and Shit. Um, that's a good question, I think, like especially like to me, that's a very new York question, like because um no no oh, mm. <laughs> but it's like there is a there is just an endless roster of people who can do things better than you can for jobs that you need them for, and I think like like in the beginning of my career, I was so stubborn and thinking like, oh, if you're gonna give me a job, I'm gonna do it like. But like, I think the wise thing is really to have like just honestly keeping a roster of people that you know are really good at what they do, um, and just using them like because then you can spend your time doing like what you're good at. So it's it's all about like leveraging like your own strengths and 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 like when someone is really good at something, I always like um, keep them in, in my books or whatever because I like. I can't do everything, and yeah, I want to, like, have questions and be unsure if I can do everything, blah, 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 but, like, but, like, not everything. <laughs> like, I'm still just one person. Yeah. I feel like that really often. I feel very small and very, like, very just, wow, I am less of people than I are or want to be. Yeah. Like, when you do, like, they're so grateful, honestly. Like, like in, in the like, the big picture, like, that'll come back to you. Like, if you can someone on a project that was really great and they they wouldn't have come like to their doorstep or whatever like without you being that liaison then like you are gonna get hit up for something that you really care about like in the future for what you're good at so it's like it's like this like beautiful circular thing that's just kind of part of letting go of feeling like you have to do everything
0: uh jessica you're up next
1: weird pressure like for designers to like be there is a brand of designer illustrator on the internet that is like very outspoken and quirky and you know really embodies like those quirks like it's very real and it's very authentic but that's also not all of us and I'm speaking from the point of view of someone who's like identified as definitely introvert like by nature um and so it's It's something where, like, if you have to not be trying to be that person that shouts at you, like every day, like on the internet, because they're they're authentic themselves, and that's great. But like, like I was saying, that like people, um, you you have to remember that people are humans, like, and not just like their their numbers or following or whatever. It's the same way that I like we have to trust and put out there that, like, I'm trusting everyone that may take an interest in my work that um, they're not following me for how loud I am or how like how many stories I do a day or how many like what's up guys like I'm doing a giveaway like tag 3 of your friends like <laughs> <laughs> like
0: when there's 7d mark 2 and you can yeah, yeah it's whatever. a very <laughs>
1: I have one coming up and I'm terrified. I have to do it and <laughs> I just I'm serious. I just sent the copy like literally like right before this thing to like because you have to like, get approved or whatever and I have to be like I have to say in an authentic way like I have to, but I mean it. It's a really good product. But like it's
0: <laughs> like but
1: I but also like I'm not that person to be like giveaway alert like you know but yeah. so <laughs> I want to do it because I care and I, I want you to have the thing but like w- my voice is more like like, I'm so happy that I can give this to you. Like, and if you can check out this account, that's cool, right. but you don't have to. You're you not really soliciting give yourself. You. Yeah, you're
0: not selling yourself. Yeah, yeah that's like you know?
1: the same thing as like how, like, I think this is adjacent, like how when I first, when I was first starting out, it's like in 2013, like you can probably find this video on YouTube. Oh, don't, I wish I hadn't said that.
0: <laughs> Scratch that uh, thought. <laughs>
1: But like someone asked me to do a talk. I was like fresh out of college and I had to do a talk at a design convention. And then I had heard and felt that that's what you do like if you're a successful designer. I felt like that was like a step you do. You talk to people about yourself and then you like own it and like you're just kind of saying things that insinuate like this is how to be like me. And so that was kind of like my example of like me trying to be what I thought I was supposed to be according to my idols. It's great to have idols, but then you don't have to have the same goals as them. So like it's same thing for social media. Anytime that you're in the spotlight, like it's okay if you don't like those things. Like you don't, if, if it's not like on brand for you, I think the humans like behind who actually follow you will feel that, they'll feel you're like, introvertedness introverts will flock to (laughs) you if you're an introvert like yeah and they'll like they might also flock to the extroverts because they shout like but like in a different way and i think that's okay and that's really good actually to like embody that i see i still see a lot of intro introverts that are like trying to do the shouty thing yeah and so i'm like oh i don't want to have people
0: don't be shouty
1: yeah it's okay i hear you anyway (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Totally.
1: Yeah.
0: I 100% That's agree. question. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great question, Jessica. And, and while you guys are all here, and for those of you who are entry level or just, you know, in the advertising industry or design industry, Jessica runs uh, Make Ads With Me. She just started this Facebook group. Uh, it's where if you are, yeah, give it up. <laughs> it's this brilliant idea. I'm so fucking jealous. I wish that I had this idea. But the point of the idea is if you're a creative and you're looking to make your portfolio and you're like, man, I suck at writing and I, I, need, I need a specialist, you can literally work with someone and you can find like-minded people who are in the same boat with you and work with them and find a copywriter or find a UX guy or find someone to, to reel it all in together. It's a great uh, platform. It's on a, as a Facebook group right now. The website is coming in. its Websites up. Make ads with me on Facebook. Uh, I just wanna give a quick shout out to Jessica. She was also one of the live speakers at one of my last events, so um, great question. And Jeanette, thank you so much. Your humility and everything tonight, you've been amazing. Up top. Love you, girl, love you. All right, guys, we gotta get the hell out of here. Thank you to Roxy and Phoebe. Phoebe and Roxy's family for putting this all together, or just Phoebe's family. Uh, I'm not sure who's here. Phoebe's, yes, okay. Uh, Thank you guys so much. I could not have done it without them. This event almost did, I just wanna say real quick, I know we're really tight for time, I just wanna say really quick though, just a little humble thing here. Uh, This event, I was really nervous about doing it. We did this like a month and a half time schedule, really scary, like we had to, it was just so much shit that had to happen. And uh, I was a little bitch about it. And I, it was like, I don't know, I can't. Uh, just uh, the way my, my bank account set up, I can't do this. Uh, they, so, but Roxy and Phoebe believed in me and were willing to go forward with this. Come on up on stage, come up on stage. They, they believed in me and were yeah. like, Rob, Rob, man up, let's do this thing. So, uh, and they were awesome. And they're ass kicking ladies who got it done. So, I need to work on my workout. But give it up for the girls from Drunk Con Lettering. I am tired of talking. I'm handing the mic over. Oh, Chris. No, Chris is up. Wait. Okay, hey. Thank you very, very much for coming out. I don't know what's happening. Listen, poor Roxy has been standing in the back with these prints for like an hour. Get every print you can from Roxy. Also, there's like a thousand beers and everything. Just grab whatever you want. Everything must go, okay? Go, have fun. Put Thank you for in your coming bag. out. Put him in your bag we will be back hope. in New York City before you know it. Good night, everybody. I feel like there should be confetti.